The question is this, what is it that has some of us find our way to the top of our game, to overcome adversity and challenges, resistance and self-sabotage, to rise from the ashes time and time again? What is it that has everyday people just like you and I act boldly in the name of their passions and live out their wildest dreams in this lifetime? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Carrie McCauley, and this is Choose Unstoppable. Welcome to Choose Unstoppable. My name is Carrie McCauley, and you guys, I cannot wait to share this guest with you. Her name is Shauna Ryder. She is, let me just introduce her to you. She's such a badass, you guys. She's born in LA, spent decades, which hard to believe looking at her. She's a stunner, spent decades writing music and singing, and now has become the founder of a nutrition company called Alaya Naturals. And if I can just brag on her company for a second, she didn't actually tell me this. I had to mm-hmm. go back and dig this information up. The revenue, the annual revenue is 6 million with over a hundred thousand customers. And she has a team of five. I cannot wait to hear how <laughs> on earth this happens. I'm so impressed on so many levels, but before I introduce her, I just want to read something that she wrote because it spoke to my soul and I think it will to yours as well. She wrote as part of her intro that she She's passionate about the exchange of ideas and desires that occur when the stories of our lives are unveiled and our humanity is revealed through the willingness to be vulnerable. Oh, so beautifully said. I don't remember writing that, actually. It's coming back to me now. (laughs) It's good stuff. stuff. I'll send it back to you. Thank you. I read so many blurbs. That one is in my subconscious. Given I have an entire podcast based on the stories of, you know, incredible people doing incredible things, this one will not disappoint. Uh, I couldn't agree with that statement more. I'm going to say hello and welcome now and stop gushing. I promise I'm going to let you say hi to everyone. <laughs> hello. I'm so happy to be here, Carrie. Oh, so good. Thank you so for, for having those me. of you uh, who don't know, actually, none of you know, how could you? Uh, but Shauna and I just spent about 10 minutes falling in love with each other. So we're, we're best friends. Silly best friends. Yeah. If you want to know who my best friend is, Shauna, <laughs> and you're about to get yeah, to BFF. Her right I'm now. about to go carve on a tree after this. <laughs> I'm, I'm staring outside at the branch. I've identified the branch. I'm going to carve our initials. SR plus KM. Lots of love flowing. Promise not to gush for too much more because your story, my friend, is so impressive. But if I can ask you, can you take us like way back? Like how does someone who spends decades writing and singing uh, and and with that passion end up with a $6 million annual revenue business with over 100,000 customers and a team of five? Like the story is going to be good. (laughs) Popcorn, And I'm going to let you talk. Well, it's a 400 page story. So (laughs) stay tuned for my memoir, which I just told you I finished writing. Um, Actually, it really was 400 hundred pages the original manuscript and then I hired an editor and she was like what you have is essentially a memoir followed by a biography and so we're gonna have to choose one or the other so I I edited it quite drastically but you know singing is my soul it's my breath I can't live without it you know it's like lungs to me um So I've really been singing my entire life. I have a little girl, she just turned four and she's a singer. 
you know, it's already very apparent that she thinks in melodies and lyrics and she narrates life in song. And so it's really interesting to see a little version of myself. I mean, she's, of course, her own unique, mm. beautiful creation, but I can identify a lot of myself watching her just explode into song like a broad. It's like watching a Broadway musical, but in real life, it's like my shoes are over there. You know, everything is very theatrical in our house. Um, but I spent years songwriting. I was a studio singer to start because it's easier to make money that way. Um, and I had to pay bills. I was a preschool teacher at the same time and eventually stopped teaching altogether to pursue music full time. And I wrote and recorded music really, like you said, for decades, um, but I was really shy and very concerned about performing. So I really didn't break out of my shell <laughs> until I got an A&R deal and then immediately after got pregnant. I formed the most amazing band and we were selling out shows and I finished my record and we were about to plan the record release party and I found out I was pregnant with my first child. And so timing is really interesting in life. And, you know, I still ask myself, well, did this happen this way because I was a perfectionist and afraid to put myself out there sooner? Um, or was I really meant to explore my voice under less pressure? And I still don't fully know, but I know the music isn't done. In fact, I'm going to be back in the studio um, very soon. A girlfriend of mine just had a baby. And so I wrote a sort of jazzy version of Rockabye Baby um, <laughs> for her child. And I'm going to be singing that. And it's going to be the first time I've recorded anything since I was pregnant with my son. Wow. And so there's a whole renaissance of music coming into me now. Um, but there was a pause, you know, and after I got pregnant and had my children, um, I decided that I wanted to be at home and not performing at night in clubs. Um, I had already turned down some pretty major offers earlier in my life because I felt I wasn't ready. Mm. And again, it's, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not entirely clear as to whether I just never would have felt ready or if I really wasn't, you know, and I think in retrospect, I was ready vocally. I wasn't ready emotionally. And I knew that. I knew that the impact of being on stage and having a certain level of fame and attention uh, wasn't appropriate for me at that time. I think if I were then who I am now, it would be um, because I have a really solid identity. But it took me until my late 30s to get there. And so after my second child, my daughter was born, I um, decided to start my company, Alliant Naturals. And I have a huge history of health and wellness um, obsession, you might call it infatuation, because I struggled a lot in my early teens with different autoimmune issues. I had ulcerative colitis um, and parasites and Crohn's disease all simultaneously. So I battled a lot in a very short period of time. I ended up actually dropping out of high school and being homeschooled um, when I was 14 and then started college at 15. So my life has never been a linear trajectory. Um, everything has 
it's time. And the time for Align Naturals came after the birth of my daughter when I felt myself sort of descending into a very similar pattern um, that I had been in in my early teens, which was not putting myself first Mm -hmm. and feeling like I wasn't having my nutritional needs met. And the way I had been cured ultimately of all of my ailments and struggles um, in my teens ended up being through nutrition and alternative healing modalities. I used Chinese herbs and homeopathics and a lot of supplementation and um, really pure nourishing food because I was having you know, such severe digestive issues. Um, and of course, after you have a child and I had two children in 24 months and I breastfed my first child through the, the pregnancy of my second. And so I was very depleted, I think, honestly, going into my birth with um, my daughter and only continued to feel more exhausted um, in the weeks and months following Um, And so I realized at that point that I needed to get ahead of it. I wanted to take control and not be um, the version of myself that I had been in my youth, which was a watered down sort of diluted um, person whose vitality had been stripped from her because, you know, she was barely struggling to survive. I think being a new mother is so depleting Um, we don't care for mothers. We don't care for ourselves the way we ought to in this country. It's unfortunate. Um, And we also, as a whole, I think, don't really value and focus on prevention. It's becoming more popularized to do things in advance of sickness and disease, but we're still often so busy and distracted that we're not listening to our body's clues. And we're kind of playing catch up, you know, and cleaning up the mess after we're already really deep into a hole. So after the birth of my daughter, I felt myself getting, uh, I I had a little bit of depression. I, I don't know if it was postpartum. I wouldn't necessarily call it that. It wasn't severe, but all of the red flags were there. I was tired. I was down. I wasn't myself. And I tried everything I could to support my body. Um, but between the best breastfeeding and sleeplessness, you know, of waking up, as you know, as a mother too, at all hours of the night with a newborn, I just, I didn't feel like I was getting my needs met. And so, you know, because I've relied so heavily on nutrition and supplementation my entire life, I decided to go back to square one and start my own business and basically create my medicine cabinet um, for myself, you know, with the purest and most sustainable ingredients that I could find. Um, And in doing so, I feel like I was able then to gradually ease back into other passions like music and writing and the creativity. I mean, starting a business and running a business, by the way, is a very creative process. Mm. It's interesting how we tend to categorize business people as being linear, you know, and cerebral and creative people. We usually tend to categorize as just artistic and out there, but they're one and the same to me. You know, we're all utilizing different parts of our brains and souls all the time. And there's just different levels of crossover and different timing, you know, where some aspects of our talents 
uh, are emphasized over others. So I was in a bit of a brainy spell um, after my kids were born and I was having to really focus on the nuances and details of building my company. And now I've managed to both enjoy more of the creative aspects of formulating products and understanding a little bit more about marketing. And there are so many creative, colorful elements to that and enjoying conversations with people like you is a huge part of, mm-hmm. you know, getting the word out there and having people understand what we're offering. Um, but also I'm, I'm, I'm singing Rockabye Baby, you know, so it's a really, it's a really balanced life. You're the coolest. And I'm going to refrain from turning this into a gush fest, I promise. I want to, I do really want to dig in to the company because I'm so inspired and just the, the amount of soul and story that has gone into this company. There is just no surprise that the wild success that it has been. But if I can talk to you for a second as a new mom mm-hmm. who is entering back into the world of, you know, any kind of entrepreneurial endeavor, I have, we have lots of people listening who, um, either are finding themselves there or just on the threshold of wanting to create something. What was that? Like you just shared, it was a darker window. You were kind Mm -hmm. of depressed, you were depleted. There was depression. What was the transition like for you from that kind of, you know, dark cloud place place into it, even taking the first step, the second step, the third, like, the yes. The and it is one step at a time. I love the way you said that, Gary, because that's how we have, that's at least how I have to move through life one inch at a time, you know, and there's no getting ahead of ourselves. Um, first of all, most of my most inspired ideas come in moments where I'm not trying so hard and I'm not overthinking. And I've learned this again and again. It's it's true for music. It's true for business. It was true as a teacher when I'm communicating with children and really trying to tap into their little hearts and figure out what's going on. Most of the awareness and the enlightenment comes for me when I'm in the pause. So a big rule I have for myself is to study and be curious and research and try and then pause. And usually it's in the pause that the understanding comes and the movement, there's space for the movement and there's, there's clarity about the first step and then the next step, you know, and it's this back and forth kind of ebb and flow of effort and release Mm. and cerebral and open space to allow things just to come and just to enter. And so I had been really racking my brain quite diligently trying to figure out how to feed myself, how to nourish my body and my kid, you know? And I was, you know, buying everything on the market and every greens powder and every protein powder. And, you know, I've got krill oil and fish oil. And my husband's like, you know, how much money are you spending on this stuff? And I was like, well, nothing's making me feel, but nothing's working. It's not making me feel different or I don't like the way this tastes. So I need to try something else and, you know, all these things. And then it was in the pause that I was like, oh, right. Nothing else is working because it's not for me. So why don't I just do something that's for me? And, you know, a principle I've always had in my life, which is kind of a magical unicorn way of being, but that's kind of, I mean, you're seeing the way I'm dressed. I'm a bit of a hippie, but, you know, 
I sort of believe that anything is possible, you know, and um, yes, we come from a place of extreme privilege. And I want to acknowledge that because it's a lot easier to say that given the advantages we have. So um, I recognize that. And I also feel, you know, like with privilege comes responsibility to use what your resources are and your ideas are because it's a lot easier, right, to propel ideas into reality, given where we're coming from. Um, and so I have had the privilege of believing that anything is possible, you know, since the beginning of my life, you know, I've never thought, well, that's a great idea, but I can't do that. Or, wow, I want to record music and have a band. Oh, I could never do that, you know, or make a living that way. Or I just have never thought that way. And I credit a lot of that to my parents who, at a very young age, said, you could be president of the United States if you want to, or you could be a teacher, or you could be a janitor, or you could be uh, a lawyer, you know, it's, it's up to you, but there's nothing that you can't do. And so I was kind of empowered from a very young age to believe that. And so when it came to starting my company, I honestly didn't think about all of the practicalities and what it would take. It was just like, oh yeah, this, it felt pretty obvious that that's what I needed to do. <laughs> and then I did a lot of fact checking and I had a ton of conversations with people and I downloaded every podcast on entrepreneurship and read every book on marketing. And, you know, then it becomes a big, exciting research puzzle, but I like the hunt, mm. you know, I really, I'm a person who enjoys the process often more than achieving the goal, you know, that little whisper of possibility and then following the trail of clues that to me is fascinating. I live for it. I live for the, the energy and the momentum of seeing what's next. So building the business was kind of just like playing a game of clues. Like, okay, I think if I talk to this person, I'll understand this concept or, you know, if I drill this person, I might have more of an idea of how to do that. And I went to trade shows and I, you know, my husband's been enormously helpful. I mean, he's a brilliant entrepreneur and has been his entire life. Um, so I've been very lucky to be able to rely so heavily on him. And like you said, one foot in front of the other until here we are. Yeah. And like your story is just laced with inch by inch. I think so many of us can get caught up even at the very beginning with the end and how far we are from the end. And we think right. that, you know, all we need really is just to get to the next step and then to the next step. And I think a lot of our doubts and fears and insecurities, and I should have been further by now. And, you know, I'm, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, or I don't, yes. all of that narrative is yes. we're looking so far down the road that we can't possibly imagine from who we are right now, how on earth that's going to happen. Sure need to know how that's going to happen as this person because this is not going to be yeah. the person who is at the end of that row no, no. need to know how is this person going to get to that next right. step and it sounds like you know your journey was just you know this winding pathway of curiosity that led you even yes. through your own health issues, it got you to the next step, which got you to the next step. Right. And I would argue that there are two ways to approach um, and sort of uh, create a paradigm for the conversation of next steps and, and a finish line, because we're never at the finish line. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you could, you, I could sell my company for a lot of money one day or just continue to generate, you know, more and more revenue indefinitely and may not be satisfied. You know, it may not be the end. Um, and my definition of success may be very different from somebody else's, but in my own life, I check a box and then it's like, what's next? And that's not, I'm not saying necessarily a positive thing. Um, there's something to be said for really appreciating and, and reveling in what it is we've experienced more than accomplished, I would say, you know, what we've experienced, but it never ends. There's always the next project and the next level of however you choose to define success. You know, I started therapy in my twenties and I'll never forget the first conversation I had with my therapist because it was pretty groundbreaking for me. I said, you know, I feel like a pl I'm on a plane and I'm headed somewhere and it's a beautiful destination, but I'm still in the air. You know, I'm still flying and I want to get there. Like, I want to touch down. I want to feel like I've arrived. I want to feel grounded. And she said, well, I have some bad news, Shauna. This is what it means to be alive. We're always on that plane. We never land. And what I took from that was that we ought to get really comfortable with the ride because it's a ride and you may have all of your dreams come true and, and how you've, you know, created and imagined your life turning out and feel crummier than ever, you know, or you may have your best-selling book and your, you know, amazing company and your beautiful family and feel like, well, now I want to start this nonprofit or now I want to spend time in this country exploring, you know, these indigenous people. I mean, there might always be something else. And so if we can't really enjoy where we are, it may end up being a lot less satisfying. Now, I I feel like I'm in a dance always with being uncomfortable enough to be motivated to move out of my comfort zone and keep creating. And for me, it's the innovation process. It's like, I have to be hungry and slightly dissatisfied, or I'm just going to sit on my couch and eat chocolate chip cookies. I don't like potato chips, so I can't use that analogy. <laughs> I do like chocolate chip cookies. I had two right before we started this call, but they were sweetened with coconut sugar and made from almond flour. But anyways, the point is I have to be uncomfortable enough to get going, but not so hungry that I'm missing it, you know, that I'm not enjoying the process. And that's a very challenging dance. And I go in and out of different levels of comfort in terms of where I am in my life and what my expectations are for myself. And I still have those conversations all the time. Like, well, I thought I'd be here. Or I thought I'd have this hit song by now, but I chose not to, I chose to do something else. I thought, you know, X, Y, or Z, but really who cares? <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's not, that wasn't my path, right? Like, and even if it was, it cannot be now, like the, the power of just choosing what is, is 
such a gift to be able to just look at your life and say, well, this is, this is the it. I, I have to choose is it. it. There is no chocolate or vanilla when it comes to our past. There is only choosing the, the road that we had to walk down that got us right. here and right. get lost in the, in the what if as though it's still an option and now leaving us dissatisfied or disgruntled. Yeah, I mean, regret is so poisonous, you know, and, and I reveled in it in my 20s. I just fed off that drama. It's like, how much adrenaline can I pump into my system today? And how many pictures of the past can I look at? But, you know, in my 30s, I something shifted and I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. You know, it just no longer became an interesting drug. Um, the drug for me now is authenticity mm-hmm. and conversations with people who inspire me and make me feel alive and like the planet is still a beautiful place you know so my perspective has really shifted in that way but like you said you know everything that came before has added layers and textures i could never have started this company and be having this conversation with you had i not overcome so many of my insecurities and fears as a singer because i'm not afraid to ask for what i want right now and i'm particularly not afraid to ask for what i need you know so inspiring I mean even just the like so many of us kind of get lost in the message that every piece even the ones that we're in right now if you're listening and you're in a darker window it will be something you look back on like I've had the journey that I've had and I'm sure you've had you know ups and or you know downs and bumps and bruises on your journey I wouldn't give them back not because I don't wish that I could bring my loved ones back or I don't wish that you know I don't wish pain on myself but I couldn't be this version of myself without them right well I think also you know what comes from pain and struggle is um, inner confidence. Like I was desperate in my teens and twenties and, you know, really moving into my early thirties for external affirmation. And I was asking everyone, everyone's opinion all the time. Now the running joke was I would ask a hundred people and listen to no one. You know, like I always ended up doing really what I wanted to do, but, but still there was this formality of like, you know, fact checking and weighing different people's opinions and advice. And it was this compulsive desire for affirm, you know, external affirmation because I didn't feel confident in my choices and my identity. And what has carried me through building this company and writing the memoir and having two small children and being in a pandemic is that there was so much darkness in different periods of my life that I really developed an internal dialogue um, that's deeply comforting. And I can honestly say now I'll be 40 in July that I prefer the conversation I have with myself ultimately almost more than anyone else. Like I really trust myself deeply and know how to comfort myself and self soothe, which I think is a really hard thing to learn. And a lot of us don't learn it as little kids because we aren't soothed properly by our parents and we're not comforted by the world and we're not taught how to feel secure. And so 
we're these flailing adults, you know, we're, we've got grown up bodies, but we're little kids just desperate to be told that we're okay and everything's going to be all right. We're going to get to where we need to be. I mean, I had a huge fear in my teens that I would never live up to my potential. I and mean, really the, my biggest fear was that I would die without having done all the things I had come to this planet to do. And now the conversation I can have with myself just carries me through all of the question marks and the confusion and the unknown, frankly, because the unknown can be terrifying for all of us. I mean, I don't know anyone who's totally comfortable with the unknown, right? Like it's a constant challenge. And then we figure something out and there's a whole nother world of unknown that enters through another secret portal. (laughs) It's like, well, we got that figured out, but now surprise, like there's a lot more you don't know um, about yourself, about your husband, about the world. Like it's all a big surprise. But I feel like I I finally have learned to self-soothe where I can like talk to myself the way I would my child if I'm truly in the trenches or like a girlfriend or someone I love a family member and just kind of step back and calm myself down I've done a lot of breath work this past year you know I really glossed over that piece a lot as a singer I always tried to kind of skip over the breath and you know, it's the most important part of holding a note. You cannot sustain a note unless you time your breath. And as a singer, you know exactly this the moment where the breath enters before a long note. And that's life. Like if you're about to enter a long, hard, challenging note, take a breath, right? Like we don't breathe, especially as women, we hold our breath and then we're out of breath and we're wondering why we feel like we're having a panic attack. Uh, When we breathe, we give our brain the signal that we're okay and that we're going to survive. We're not going to choke to death, right? And so we can give ourselves actual breath, um, you know, emotionally and, and physiologically, um, through nurturing self-dialogue and also literally just taking a breath. <laughs> oxygen. Into- yes, oxygen is a real thing. It's a real chemical exchange that works. <laughs> so does rosé, but, you know, a breath is a little bit more holistic. <laughs> so I have to ask uh, about um, the products. So what was it like that took you from this depleted state about your products in particular what was it that you created that had such a profound you know caused such a profound transformation in your well-being and therefore your mental state your creative state everything that comes along with that I mean so so my product line that's about to evolve um pretty drastically I just formulated a bunch of new products so next year the line is going to look a lot different and a lot more extensive but what I started with were my necessities which is the organic super greens blend you know great quality protein powder the collagen um, this uh, spirulina olive leaf extract you know I won't go through every single product but they were the things that I felt like if I were to consume on a regular basis would keep me alive and together and and in one piece, (laughs) Uh, emotionally and physically. And so, um, you know, as someone who relied, like I said earlier, so heavily on food and 
has a tendency to be a bit, you know, perfectionistic and compulsive about certain things. Food is a, is a challenging thing a lot, especially for women, you know, cause it's something we can control. So my relationship with food over the years has been interesting, let's say in that, you know, I, I've become sort of compulsive about high quality organic foods and making sure like my needs are met nutritionally just cause I was so sick you know, it's at a young age and felt, and I really couldn't digest anything because of my, you know, situation. Um, so being able to, you know, consume things in powder form where it's pre-digested was a huge, you know, necessity for me specifically after I had my daughter, I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't something I had to chew through. I was doing enough chewing and eating throughout the day. Um, and really just that guarantee and the surety that I knew where everything was sourced, how it was sourced, you know, the relationship um, farmers have to the land and what's sustainable and what's not. And, you know, the sourcing issue was just really big for me. Because, like I said, I mean, the minutia for my personality has always been important in everything I do. And so when it came to nutrition and all of those um, extreme attributes <laughs> were sort of channeled into the creation of these uh, products, which is great for people, right? Ingesting them <laughs> and consuming them because I'm like ultimately the first consumer, right? Like I, business in general, um, it doesn't succeed if what you're creating doesn't serve people, right? Like there has to be a need. And in my case, I was the first person who had this need for myself to make sure that I knew that what I was eating and what was going into my body was as pure as humanly possible. Um, so I'm excited for everything to continue to unfold, but I'm continuing to be as scrupulous as I've been. Um, I'm not going to let my standards slide, even though, you know, it's very easy for companies once they become more successful to kind of check out a little bit and, and become a little bit sloppy in their sourcing and the way they approach things because they can. They already have, you know, customers who rely on them and count on them and believe them. And that's just not my way. Mm -hmm. So things are, are going to um, continue to be created, you know, with the same level of care they were from day one. Which I'm just so proud of you as a human. I mean, that may be a, a strange choice of words, but just to walk alongside you on this planet, someone who is, you know, just going after the things that are important to them, but with the level of integrity that matters to them. And I just, I'm a huge fan and I could talk to you for days, truly. This would be one of those moments where days. you hang up. I want a slumber party. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say this on the air because I said it off the air, but I've been listening to your podcast and you are so authentic and so smart and buoyant and inspired. And you're such an incredible listener and you take such good care of the people you're speaking with. I want to really thank you. I deeply appreciated being here with you today. Oh, you're such an angel. And I meant every word about uh, becoming BFFs. It's in, this was meant to happen. Today was meant to happen. And for everyone listening, you witnessed it here first. Uh, <laughs> I do want a way, I'm asking for a friend, if we wanted to stalk you, uh, yes. socially, are you social? And then definitely, how do we find out more um, about the products and how do we get Yes. So my site is a lionette. 
What's oh, that? Sorry, before you say that, I'm in Canada. Yeah. Can I? Are the, is this international or is it just? We shipped to Canada. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were international and then we stopped shipping to Europe um, and Australia because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We will resume f- sooner than later. Um, but we do ship to Canada currently, but I've got you. You just tell me what you need. I've got you. And for anyone listening, we can make a discount code 20% off your first purchase order. Let's call it shoes unstoppable 20. Amazing. Um, and I sell, uh, directly off my site, alliannaturals.com. We're also on Amazon, which is super easy. Um, uh, my Facebook is Alaya Naturals and my Instagram is Alaya.naturals. I'm not really a social media person, which really shows in my in the, the lack of posting. <laughs> I'm not really interested in being online whenever possible. I'm just yeah. really busy, you know, being present for my kids right now. But um yeah, you know, I also people can write it if you, you know, write on my website, there's a contact bar and you anyone's welcome to contact us with questions if people contact you know us with more personal questions the person who assists me um usually forwards them to my personal email and says do you want to handle this you know because it's really important to me that people's needs are met and Mm -hmm. it's hard that there are barriers between myself and the people consuming the nutrition I create I really want to Uh like be in conversation with every single person and understand what they need what's working what's not and diagnose and you know all these things I mean not doctor to diagnose but you know what I mean like troubleshoot and I started doing that early on and realize that it wasn't really practical. There was a point at which I was like, if someone te- you know, emailed and asked, you know, well, I was customer service for, first of all, for the That's first year cool. and a half under a, 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 you know, a pseudonym. So pe- people uh, often, you know, when they can't afford to hire people initially do stuff themselves. So I was doing all the customer care under a different name until I was able to hire someone um, but there was this woman, one woman who wrote in and asked if she could take one of my products because she was breastfeeding and she was having some trouble breastfeeding. She, she threw that in like light, you know, she just peppered in that statement. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm your girl. I got you. I did this for four and a half years. So, you know, there's this conversation about nettles and mother's milk tea and, you know, it's like there's this huge laundry list of things. And so, and my husband kind of walked in on this email exchange after like four or five <laughs> back and forth and he was like shauna it's time to step away it's getting too personal but that's my this is where my heart is you know like this is what i really this is why i'm doing it because i want to give people the same opportunity to experience the growth and the health and the evolution that i've experienced i i I can honestly say i'm going to be 40 in july as i've said I've never felt better in my life. Like I've really never felt healthier or stronger and more consistently um, equipped to handle whatever comes my way, you know? And so, well, I'm, I'm beyond inspired and I love that you want to share it. There is nothing that moves me more than when someone has uh, a breakthrough or an incredible experience and uh, could keep it for themselves. You could have just kept making this for yourself, but then to want to choose to turn around so that others uh, can have the same or similar experiences always moves me because you don't have to do that in the way that you're doing 
doing it. Uh, and I know I already said this, but it is uh, an honor to walk beside you on this earth. And uh, I'm so grateful for this time we've spent together. For everyone listening at home, I am uh so grateful for you. So grateful that you're here with us. Please go check out um, Shauna's website, alaya.naturals.com or just alayanaturals.com. Just alayanaturals.com. Alayanaturals.com for anyone driving or for anyone who I may have just confused you. Check out the show notes. Everything is going to be in there, including the 20% discount on your first yes. order. So thank you for that generous Of gift. course. My wow. pleasure. Yeah. And here we're here. We're at the hangout point. We're going to have to. We're gonna <laughs> I have to go make dinner for my kids. What? <laughs> Instead of chat with you. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. And until the next time, choose Unstoppable. Bye, Shauna. Bye, Carrie. If our incredible stories and content have got you excited about the idea of starting your own podcast, then I've got something special for you. I'm giving you my free guide outlining exactly how I built this top ranking and new and noteworthy podcast from idea to tech to launch secrets. You can get it right now at kerrymccauley.com backslash podcast guide, or you can check the show notes for the link. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Your support means more than you could ever know. We'll see you on the next episode.